0: Yo, check it out. Episode 31, flavors, baby. I'm here. It's fucking Petey Steele, one host of Countercurrents with my girl.
1: Elena Torres, another host of Countercurrents, and we're here, and that's it. It's just the two of us today. It's the specialist
0: episode. Fuck y'all. The (laughs) back-to-basics
1: episode. We gave you you four
0: headliners in a row, and now you're getting some, you know... Headliners in our own minds. Exactly. And shit.
1: Exactly. That's how and we, we just do. want you guys to remember who's bringing you all this stuff. This is some know? Hallmark shit. Yeah, we're getting a lot of new listeners and a lot of new love, which is really cool. But, you know, we want you guys to remember who we are. Because if you right. listen to the early episodes, like, we haven't done an episode just the two of us, I think, since, like, episode one or two. Yeah, I
0: think that's about right. I lost count. I mean, we yeah. had so many great guests. Getting a guest is part of the kind of formula in terms of, like, booking and. Making sure that everything's in place and it can be a pain in the ass. Right. Um, that being said, um, I I've come to find this podcast. I was thinking about it driving on the way here. It's like kind of a labor of love, you know. Like I, I really love doing it, and it's something that kind of structures myself every week and the best idea ever was you that you came up with was to do it weekly and not you know bi-weekly and everything and have it consistent and well because
1: if not I would just fall apart like you know you were kind of so people know the backstory you know Petey and I are both comics we both live here in DC and Petey asked me a while ago if I wanted to join in and do this podcast with him because it used to be just Petey doing the steel reel and Mm -hmm draft house sort of decided to rebrand everything with pd and pd asked me to come on and i was like yeah all right if i'm gonna come on and we're gonna like do a whole new thing let's do it but let's really do it and keep it consistent like i've noticed from podcasts that really do well like you get that podcast every week yeah like if not it's too all over the place and then it would just fall off because just life gets in the way but if you have like okay we're gonna do this once a week no matter what mm-hmm then so much comes from it. And yeah. I found that so I have learned a ton doing this. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, I think I have. I mean, I you know, something got reinforced to me. You know, I was thinking about it also driving here, how a guy I knew from back when, an older guy, used to tell me, you know, if you, uh, you want to find out about yourself, get in a relationship with someone. <laughs> and, you know, we have a working relationship now you know and but
1: we're also good friends. We're good People friends to know that. Too. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely, but I mean like in terms of you know, giving each other kind of constructive feedback and making sure that we show up on time. See, the thing is, a lot of people, if you ask them to describe themselves, they're going to say, and science shows this, they're going to say shit a lot better and rosier than what's really going the fuck on, you know? Of course. I'm or gonna they're going to
1: glamorize what a big degenerate they are. I've noticed a lot of people do that. they like, oh, I'm such a mess in a train yeah. rank. But they, like, make that part of why they're funny or they're cool. Because
0: that's a lot easier to right, do. Right, exactly
1: than admitting like i'm just a degenerate and it's actually i'm a pretty big loser I'm um, yeah. not cool at all no you know it's what I not
0: mean? i mean i could say i have like sort of a somewhat degenerate ethos but on the other hand like i do make it a point to be very punctual and get here early and like
1: you're so punctual
0: do this well thank you and and, and that's important is to have somebody that's actually there to tell you that and let you know that that's something you do even when i don't say say it about myself glowingly and you realize what you're good at and what you're not good at like something i could get better at is probably you know reaching out to guests a lot sooner than i do to try to like line shit up and uh you know returning texts a little faster with you in terms of shit like that i don't know well
1: I don't know. I think you're pretty good returning texts. And I think part of the magic of this podcast and a lot of the stuff that we've been able to do is because we do it so last minute. You know, like a lot. Yeah. Like a lot of these headliners. Yeah. I think a lot of these headliners, like it's a lot harder, I think, to book them. Yeah. It is ahead of time because it's more formal. But a lot of the time, how we do it is just the night before Pete, our fearless leader, uh, is just like, hey, we do a podcast, you know, two comics run it. Do you want to be on tomorrow for a little bit? And most people are really cool. Most people are really down to talk to us and hang out. And I feel like that way of asking once they're in the environment and once they see sort of what we're all about. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's part of how we've been able to do what we do.
0: Well, yeah, we have been flexible about it in terms of like, all right. I mean, granted, yeah, we want headliners on the podcast. And I know some people might think, well, hell, you know, you got the clubs backing. It's easy to go get them, but it's not. It's not easy. It's a pain in the ass a yeah. lot of times. You know, yeah. we got to do most of these in between their shows. A lot of them are not as wanting to do it, but they Which kind makes of- sense.
1: Like, imagine you do, you know, you do one hour of comedy and you've got a half hour break between and someone's like, knock, knock. Hey, uh, you want to talk to two. You know, younger comics in the game for half an hour and then go do another hour of comedy. You know,
0: that's kind of I'm so surprised. I'm shocked, too. But, you know, then that's even taught me something because it's like saying, all right, even when you get to the level of like a touring club headliner and somebody says, all right, here are these local guys. They've got a podcast coming out of the club, you know, a few hundred listeners a week steadily growing. Would you like to do it? in your little spare time between two fucking hour long or more things you jump up and go yeah cuz really what else am i going to be doing in that time that maybe not the most productive use of time right you and know? also
1: i think i think there's something to be said tell me if i get too cheesy yeah, go but ahead. like i think also the fact that we're sort of like younger comics in the game mm-hmm. and i feel like they sort like comics want to help people out yeah and i feel like a lot of them are like you know what that's cool that they're doing that right i'm down right because i know that'll make a big difference to them that's right and it does yeah and a lot and like yeah some people are tired and not that into it but some people are super enthusiastic and dope we've kind of had three in a row that have been fuck yeah you know the lucas brothers and bobby lee and natasha Natasha leggera were all three all three of those headliners were well four they were all so dope, so nice, yeah, so down to talk to us. You know, I didn't feel rushed or anything with mm-hmm. any of them.
0: No, that was great. And, you know, Bobby wanted to keep doing it when yeah. we were like, all right, you know, you're on in five minutes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> like, it's like, your show's about to start, dude. He's like, I don't care.
0: Yep, enough's enough. I'm the yeah. headliner. I'm going to fucking bring 15. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the fact of the matter is, you know, I think it's been something that has helped to kind of structure my week. And I'd be lying if I said I always look forward to it. Um, some weekends, some Sundays, I'm like, I just want to fucking lay down and do nothing or yeah. whatever. But I know, you know, it's like going to the gym or something. That's what I was
1: about to say. I was like, it's like going to the gym. Like sometimes it's a pain in ass to come, but you, whenever it's done, I always feel great.
0: Yeah. And anything else that comes for the rest of the day, short of your mom dying, is like, you know, easy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It it just becomes kind of one of these things you just walk through constantly and it gets better. So I'm all about it. I can say, I don't know how much it's helped my comedy comedy. I mean, maybe some crowd work, maybe some poise. I don't really know. Maybe not at all.
1: Oh, see, I feel like it's really helped mine. Has it? Yeah, because I feel, I don't know, before we started doing this, I watched a couple, like, Howard Stern interviews and stuff like that to sort of get prepared to podcast, because I wasn't really that in. Now I listen to a lot more podcasts than when we first started. Okay. But a lot of what he said and what I've noticed from listening is that honesty is really what catches people's ear. Yep. You know, like, if you're being fake Or something than people usually tune out. It's just harder to listen to. And that, and I've brought a lot of that here and to comedy because I think I'm naturally a guarded person Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Right. But on this, it's like, if you're guarded, people are going to be like, fuck this up. I'm bored. Yeah. You know? And I think there's a lot of that on stage, like, especially, you know, crowd work as an example. Like, now I do so much more crowd work than I did in the beginning of this year. And I think the podcast has helped a lot with that because it's just sort of being like, okay, you know what? I'm going to put all of myself on the stage right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, through jokes or whatever. Like, yeah, it's a it's a character, but I'm going to give all all my feeling. Yeah, you know, all just all my insights, all my energy. I'm just going to put all my energy out here for these people and talk to them. And when I'm doing crowd work, just say the first thing that comes to my mind instead of like, what do I think is the right thing?
0: Right. Right, Which I
1: think we do a lot here, also. Yeah. So I think that's really informed my whole approach to comedy, and also slowing the fuck down when I speak.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a thing in the first couple years. Yeah. I think everybody's gotta get people talk about finding your voice. How about just slow it the fuck down? Yeah. And, and I let I think it find itself. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I think I mean I think with my jokes I was doing that fine just because I've been acting for so long, but conversationally. I noticed from listening to myself on this in the first few, few episodes, I'm like, I talk so fast. And I interrupt myself. Interrupt myself. Like, other people aren't interrupting me. I'm, like, saying one thing, and then I'll stop myself in the middle of the thought and then eventually try to get back to it. But it sounds really crazy. And then I told my friends this. I was like, I've been listening to myself. I realize I talk really fast. And everyone's like, yeah,
0: <coughs>
1: but that's why we love you or some shit like that. And I'm like, I had no idea. Like I sound so much crazier than I think I sound.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like so much more of the crazy is there than I ever realized. Like I thought I was really keeping it on the down low. <laughs>
0: No, yeah. like attracts like, and I it's think true. part of why we get along, <laughs> yeah. you know, is we've sort of. It's funny because we've had a lot more in common, even though we called this thing counter currents, like it was supposed to be all like different, and we're gonna be at each other's throat, right? Every episode, that's what it sort of infers. Like there's a fucking lightning bolt on our artwork and shit. Yeah. Now. But that being said, you know, it's just been kind of the opposite. Yeah. Um, you know, there hasn't been all that much pushback, and. I don't know that you could even do a podcast with somebody like a crossfire i mean i think now it seems just kind of ridiculous
1: yeah and i feel like maybe i mean i feel like you could but it'd have to, it would have to be an act in a way like yeah. it have to be like okay let's talk about
0: or this just thing. one episode
1: but yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> there has to be like there has to be a friendship at the core i, th- I don't know i think yeah maybe. I think that's what you people like. Got to be rooting for the other person. Yeah, yeah, meet exactly. Up with them like if it's too, if the energy is too negative, people aren't going to want to no. listen, right? No, fuck no. But yeah, I think it's been super. I mean, it's been super helpful. I've learned a ton from it, and it's sort of opened me up to the podcast world. So now I listen to podcasts all How's the time. How has it
0: helped your marriage?
1: Uh, <laughs> that's such a. That's such a. Inter- I mean, I don't know if it's helped my marriage. It's definitely hasn't. It's. Definitely hasn't done anything bad for my marriage. I mean, Josh really likes it. I guess it, it has does. He helped.
0: tune in weekly.
1: Not weekly. He since we've oh. been doing headliners, he's been tu- tu- ah, tuning in. I know. You've I'm got like, to now! learn about your husband now, motherfucker. No, no, no. He's he's listened a lot, but it won't be weekly. Like he listened to the first ten episodes like in a row once mm-hmm. and gave me a ton of feedback. Oh wow! And he's very. He's like I call him my like comedy agent. Yeah, because he's very supportive, but he's also not afraid to criticize me, and it's all like from this really loving place where he wants me to improve, right, but he's very big on feedback, right, so it's helped my marriage, and that it definitely gives us stuff to talk about, like after the Bobby Lee episode, yeah, yeah, he listened to it twice, okay, and he was like that's he was like that's one of the best episodes you guys have done. He was like it was so great, and he was like, now that I've been listening to so many of your episodes, I think." that you know one thing that Bobby had that was really great is that you can tell that he generally enjoys talking to people mm-hmm. like he's so happy to talk to you guys and answer questions and like you can feel that a lot in the chemistry with you and your guests like right. if your guest doesn't you can hear on some pe- on some of the guests they don't necessarily
0: want to be wanna there want to talk yeah. to people no that's true
1: and he's like and even so they're just judgier mm-hmm. and he's like Bobby Lee isn't that judgy he's just kind of like let's talk i'm going to say what i want and you can hear that difference and he was like, you know, one thing, like, you and PD can go on and not be, just be, like, have that energy where you want to talk to people. Right. Like, take away the judginess. I'm like, wow, for me to not be judgy. Yeah. I mean, great feedback. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I'm pretty goddamn judgy in my head. I we try all are. to, You know, we all are, but I definitely try to curb it for the most part, right. unless it's something absolutely necessary. But if it's somebody I don't like and they're fucking themselves over, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to say anything. I'll just let them keep doing that.
1: Right, and there have definitely been episodes (laughs) where you and I will look at each other. You and I will look at each other like,
0: Yep. Yeah, what the fuck did we get ourselves into? Right, right. Or even last
1: week when Bobby told that story about Pete, I got so worried (laughs) because I was the one that got him to tell it too, and I was like pushing him to do it. And I looked at you just like, Oh no. And you look at me like, You did this, (laughs) you're like, We'll see what happens.
0: I mean, it all worked out. Yeah, no, I think it was a great episode. Um, Yeah. But, you know, some podcasts, I couldn't imagine certain comics. It would just be painful to try to listen to. And they could be really good comics, too. Oh, totally. Totally. I I think, yeah. Yeah, well, it's that thing. A
1: lot of comics hate talking to people. Yeah. Right? And even you can be as funny as you want on a podcast. But if you hate talking to people, which I want to say probably 70% of comics do, and by the way, 70% 70% of comics will admit that to you straight up. Be like, hey, how do you feel about talking to people? And be like, I fucking hate it. It's hell yeah. on Right? And you can hear that. Or I think also like having a certain energy on the podcast. Like sometimes I've listened to certain comics podcasts and the energy is just too low. Mm-hmm. It just feels a little sleepy. And you just get bored too quickly, and you, like, you know, switch to a Wiz Khalifa song or something.
0: <laughs> Wiz Khalifa? <laughs> yeah. yeah. that that That's her, by the way. Yeah. We're going to counter on that one.
1: No, no, I actually am not. I'm not that big on Wiz Khalifa. I'm into newer rap than
0: you are, but yeah. not. I, yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Everybody is. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I agree. This is going to be a really controversial thing that I'm about to say. Are you guys ready? Chris Rock released something on Instagram the other day that I couldn't agree with more. And he said it's the, I think it's the eight, six year release. since the best rap album of all time, which is My Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. <laughs> I knew you would freak. I knew you would freak. Oh, okay, Pete's sweet. in here crashing the podcast. Yeah. And Miranda. Oh, hi, hey Miranda. Miranda. Say hi in the hey. mic. Hey, guys.
0: That's Miranda.
1: Yeah. So this is Miranda. Miranda, I'm gonna give you the mic. Miranda is a draft house.
0: She's staple. the general manager that's secretly in no, love with Petey Steele.
1: Don't <laughs> let Miranda Miranda tell the people who you are in your own words. Well, Petey's not telling the truth at all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm Miranda. I work here at the draft house in DC. Um
0: Walks I, on I, the know, beach. What the fuck?
1: What don't I do? <laughs> I don't know. I uh, take care of the comics. Uh, run She's the bar. She's never bitched you know. when I've
0: stolen cokes and stuff.
1: That's me. If you're missing an umbrella, <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. come see
1: me. No, but yeah, just you know, doing my thing here. Cool. Making people happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: She she really does make us happier. I mean, you should see like. Dealing with comics, I want you guys to know, dealing with comics is no easy task. We're all no. so crazy, and like we were just saying, so many comics are so terrible at people. Yeah,
0: she's it's even just, deputized me sometimes yeah. for like certain incidents. She said, yeah. that's true, ha
1: Yeah. See, she's actually like nice and patient with us, and cool when we steal soda, which Petey and I do often. hmm And manages all this insanity.
0: Thank no, you. Thanks,
1: Miranda. See ya. But um
0: Yeah, no, without beating her, man, this place would...
1: Not work.
0: No, it wouldn't. And we're but. very happy to have them. But, yeah, so um, Kanye West... Eh. I mean, listen. Eh.
1: Kanye West definitely goes through crazy episodes, as we all know, and politically we may not agree, mm-hmm. but that fucking album is a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, you're just silence. That's all I'm going to
0: get. Here you get I look, I've all I'm saying the same thing I've said about this guy since 2004. Fuck yeah with the beats. I love them, but please if he wanted to give me an album of beats, I wouldn't want him to rap on one song what? in exchange for those beats. Yeah, maybe I'd let him do like an intro on one or something, but not, especially not now.
1: Well, yeah, now.
0: But now like, it's. Eh, the guy's not good lyrically.
1: What do you think is the best rap album of all time?
0: Illmatic or. Really? America's Most Wanted. Yeah, okay. Or Wanted Dead or Alive or like.
1: Yeah, I think Ice Cube is the best rapper of all time. 100%. That's a fair I think assessment. like just just on the mic skills
0: mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: being able to speak. Yeah. I think that in my opinion, he's the and by the way, I think that's very slept on. Mm-hmm. A bit. Yeah, I think when people is. talk about the greatest MCs, Gangster's like no one, fairy
0: tale, come on. No one ever Steady talks modern. about Ice Cube. They don't know is past uh shit enough. That's the thing the young kids do not. And he just yeah. put out an album. I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet. Oh yeah, he, ha- he did. Yeah, he that. just put it out the other day, but uh and he has a song, what is it? Arrest the President, a big anti-Trump song which oh. I heard that. That was good. Um but yeah, I mean he's you know doing the gangster stuff again. The, uh, hmm. Is it believable? Of course not. I yeah, mean, he sells he's double stuffed Oreos and fucking are we there yet? And
1: doesn't he do like commentary on a lot of NFL stuff now? Also, yeah, he's
0: been on Bill Maher. He gave him the you know l- lyrical smackdown for when he dropped the n bomb. That's that right, I remember that. that I remember that. That afterward. was a great episode. Yeah, no, cubes a man, but I mean you know you. Get worth, like I googled his net worth, he's at like, I don't know, 100 million or something like that. Yeah, it's got to be something like that. You're not busting caps, but it's believable on the premise that, you know, he came up in that environment. Now, he wasn't a gangbanger then, he was around all of that, but he was going to go to like an architectural trade school before nwa was found really yeah 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 he's a smart guy
1: yeah i mean he's gotta be i mean you don't write like that Mm-mm. if it, you're not smart
0: yeah and it was all his songwriting that you know did what it did right for everybody in dre's production but right the fact of the matter is i mean he's a guy that wrote so well my old man liked him my old man does not like hip-hop but he loved. But death. he likes Friday. Yeah, because your, your, your dad's a movie professor. Was funny. Yeah. He, he thought yes, he's a movie mm. professor. He liked higher learning. He loved them and Boys in the Hood. My dad loves right. Ice Cube and Death Certificate and America's Most Wanted. He plays those. He has those albums. Really? Yep.
1: I mean, they're great albums. If yeah. Into writing. Yeah. The writing is fantastic.
0: Bird in the hand mm-hmm. and fucking man's best friend and um, what's the one? It's my summer vacation yeah gangsta's fairy tale um it's the shit on there um well the title track america's Moment," but you know it the guy wrote so well i mean yeah. it's so poetic and it was just kind of ahead of its time um, and his
1: voice is so unique yeah like it is <laughs> you can just hear him on any track I and mean, talking about speaking with intention. Like, what you want to do on a podcast, right? Right. Like, that, like, his voice is so particular.
0: There's not many rappers, too, that have, like, five great albums. No. Either. You could say him and Scarface and I think some of the, there's probably five Nas albums, but there's, like, a definite gap between, like, three up until five again. You don't
1: think Jay-Z has five albums?
0: Jay, yeah. Jay is five. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Jay-Z has five albums um iced tea um but really it's not many more than that
1: no eminem only has like
0: two or three i've you know i've never purchased an eminem album i mean what yeah from a lyrical like technical standpoint you can easily make the argument that he's the greatest i think but in terms of you know Writing songs and stuff and everything like he's got a couple magnum opuses, "Lose Yourself" and Stan And see, I don't think the "Lose way Yourself" I is. Am.
1: Yeah, I don't think "Lose Yourself" is is no. As magnum. No, I liked it when he was angrier. Yeah. Like his first two albums when he was just so fucking mad. Mm-hmm. I think that's those are
0: that, so amazing. And you listen to drugs. it now, yeah.
1: And and like I was a teenager when that when that came out. And when you're a teenager, you're so angsty. I was, like, so into that. And Mm -hmm. I listen to it now, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. It's so good, but I was like, he is so mad.
0: I mean, He is so
1: mad, but but it's great.
0: He's dope, but I just don't, I don't know, that whole white trash sob story, it just never did it for me.
1: Really? I mean, I felt like it was, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of what it was on the outside, but the lyrics themselves are, like. I mean, he's just really good at conveying anger and pain. And I think the richer he got, the more sort of, like, emo the music got.
0: Yeah. It did. Rather
1: than just, like, frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I think frustration lends itself really well to hip-hop, kind of like it does to comedy, actually. Mm-hmm. Rather than he just started getting more and more emotional, and that's when I was, like, it just kind of got poppier. Yeah. He sold out a little bit. It you know, just- which, like— yeah. That makes, I mean, it makes sense when you're like that angry, when you're in that fucked up of a situation and then you're not anymore. It's kind of hard to keep talking about it. It's artistically.
0: true. Might just be a feel I'm looking for. Uh, there's Maybe. There's nothing I hear where I, I like getting teleported back into the 80s and 90s. I was going to say,
1: is there anybody, though, that, that's come out after the year 2000?
0: Oh, you like? yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if they came out then. Nah, Rock Marciano, he's my favorite. That still keeps putting out like new stuff from Hempstead Long Island. But he was around he early two thousands. I think but like the of the big of the like, like the Pusha Push, oh, Push a T. Pusha T I, I love His
1: Push new album T. is great. Yeah. Great. Yeah.
0: That's my guy. Um, he's got five great albums.
1: Do you like Lil Wayne?
0: E forty is five great albums. Uh Lil' Wayne, no. You don't? No, I don't. I've never enjoyed it. I think he got a little okayer once he got hooked on drugs. <laughs> <But> <laughs> He's,
1: when has he not been hooked on drugs?
0: No, when he came out with the Hot Boys, there wasn't really as much talk about that. It was just kind of like... Not
1: talk about it. I mean, he would talk about it a little bit less, but I'm sure he was still... I don't know. That he talked
0: about selling it more.
1: Yeah. And then I he
0: got know. into pills and... What's that song? I Feel Like Dying.
1: Well, he was, really, he was so addicted. Yeah. yeah. To uh, scissor and
0: scissor lean Prometheus. Did you see
1: that? Did you see that unofficial documentary of that camera crew that followed him around for a while? Like no. as it was like as he was blowing up. No, I'm like the
0: him. I'm like fucking Tim Robbins and Shawshank Redemption. I don't do losers, Billy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you should watch
1: this documentary. You should watch this documentary. It's crazy. Like it follows him as he's like starting to blow up. Mm-hmm. He's fucked up twenty four seven all the time. But he walks around, he, like, tours around with, like, a mic that he sets up himself. Yeah. Because he doesn't write anything down. So he has his own mic that he, like, travels with. And then he'll, like, set it up and it's, like, he's, like, got it attached to a recorder. And then he'll just, like, start rapping, like, sort of off the cuff. Yeah. It's amazing. And then he just, like, hands it in to somebody and then they put a beat on it.
0: Actually, a girl I used to date from New Orleans actually went to middle school with him. Oh, really? Yeah. And Did he have
1: the tattoos on his face back then?
0: No. And that wasn't even a thing back then. You know, black people were not as into tattoos in like the 90s and stuff. I think mean, they have maybe like one or two. What? Yeah, no. But, but
1: no, everybody, but I mean. I'm
0: not kidding. Like, and, and Dennis Rodman says this in his autobiography. Like, a lot of players weren't even getting tattoos till he started getting them. Mm-hmm. And that's true. But like, it, like on brothers, you know, and. The cities and stuff that I would know. They might have like one, a lot of them, but like to see them now with all these chests covered, like they're fucking riding Harleys on the weekends or something, like that's just insane to me.
1: But that's, I mean, but, I mean, that goes across, like, I mean, that's everyone. That's all races now. No. Tattoos are becoming tattoos in the United States. At yeah. Because I grew up in Mexico. So, I, like, Mexico's not. Right. Like, you don't see a lot of tattoos because it's considered like. Kind of a low class thing to yeah, do, yeah, a yeah, yeah. So a lot of people don't have them, but
0: but it's become I've noticed ubiquitous. like in the U.S.
1: in the U.S. like every everybody's got tattoos, right? Do you have any tattoos? No, I do.
0: You do? Yeah,
1: I what have is one. It? I have one on my foot that says "There's no place like home," and I got it here. I'm showing. Oh, you. she's
0: taking off her shoe. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That's and I cool. got
1: it in the ones, and I thought about getting a tattoo forever, and. I was finally like, okay, I'm gonna go do it, and I went. I went to Mexico City.
0: So that's supposed to be like a Dorothy slipper.
1: Yeah, well, that's why I got it on my foot. Ugh. But I've you know been moving around my whole life and
0: whatever. Oh shit. So,
1: so I've been thinking about it for a long time, and then the guy looked. I told him where I wanted to do it. Like it's like on the inside of my foot, and the guy was like, uh, "I'm I'm not gonna tattoo you there because it fades." I was like not on me it'll be fine and he and he was like fine but if it fades like you can't blame me. Yeah. And it within like a month it was almost totally gone. I've had to get this tattoo redone like four times.
0: I um, will say I think it's interesting too how many women have tattoos and how many of them have or how many many of them have. Like that didn't used to yeah. be an acceptable thing. Yeah. You know, that used to be a mark of like being a whore. Yeah. But now being a horse, cool too. So like, yeah, <laughs> maybe it doesn't make a difference. So maybe that's like a chicken egg thing. I
1: think a lot of that came up, like I don't know, like when I was in high school in the early 2000s. Like you know, Britney Spears had that, like the Chinese letter, mm-hmm. tramp stamp.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that, we,
1: was a, that was that was a really
0: George Carlin used to say that he'd say, you know, it doesn't make you spiritual having a Chinese. Character tattooed on your body—it's sitting above the crack of your ass—and translates to beef with broccoli. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, yeah. He said the last
0: time you were doing anything spiritual, you were praying to God. You weren't pregnant. You know? Yeah. It's like you're not spiritual. You're high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But I think it was like in those years, like late '90s, early 2000s, oh, that tattoos like really started to blow up and now they're just like totally normal
0: everyone's got them everywhere they they even have it it's so much to the point where i've seen some video where a woman's walking down the street saying i don't like to be tat called and shit you know like for something design i put on my body like that's some new sub genre of sexual harassment oh really yeah that blows my mind like i mean my thing is men
1: are always finding new and interesting ways
0: to sexually, to sexually harass. harass. They'll yeah. just pick anything. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Know? That's a, that's an interesting segue, but I guess my <laughs> response to that is if you don't want to tell me what it means, I'll just go by what I assume it means. <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I think tattoos are cool as long as you don't get them on your face. I think face tattoos...
0: But I don't even know that now that would disqualify you from a fucking job the way it would five years ago. On
1: your face, 100%.
0: Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know anybody that has any.
1: I think, who is it? I think it's Neil Brennan who has a joke on his special three mics where he's like, a neck tattoo, nothing. A neck tattoo says, minimum wage is cool with me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that joke. Well, I've seen some people in the office building where I work with neck tats. Really? Yeah, big fucking like um, symbols and shit too. Really? And I'm like, that you better not be any more than like a G5 or but something. But
1: nobody, you know? but nobody on their face. <laughs> uh,
0: no, but they. That's uh, what I'm saying. On they your make face? it a point though to wear clothing revealing to the point where like it's. Plain on your fucking neck, you know. Yeah, like but I would like, think you'd yeah, at least have enough t- dignity to wear a turtleneck or something. you know? Yeah, <laughs> like
1: yeah. But you're I guess if, you're, if you're getting, if you're getting a neck tattoo, like,
0: man, yeah, you got you, it. You, I mean, it. There,
1: there's a certain, yeah, there's a certain personality that gets yeah. a neck tattoo. I feel like
0: G five tops. <laughs> <laughs> but the face,
1: be. the face is where, like, you you're not getting you're not getting jobs. You're not getting anything legit.
0: I hope not, but that that really Like well, you're going uh,
1: into music or selling <laughs> drugs if you've got a tattoo on your face.
0: Yeah. Right? Prison Takashi right. Six Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
1: it. That's it. You I don't know. You can't you can't do anything with that. That's a that's the one and I still get like <gasps> whatever guys have tattoos on their face. Like there, I remember there was this one guy at a venue at here in DC, like it was like two months ago on the show, there was this guy sitting in the front row. He was like a skinhead, and he had all kinds of tattoos on his face he, had, he was covered in tattoos. he had all kinds of tattoos on his face, and like every comic that I think only one person commented on it because he was so scary looking
0: oh, so he was like a white supremacist. Yes,
1: I don't know if he was a supremacist, but it was like a white skinhead looking guy with tattoos on his Where face. Where was this a big haunt?
0: Yeah, wow, Oh, was just the joke. <laughs> 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 but that's amazing that's true
1: yeah that's where it was (laughs) everybody was like so freaked out by this dude that we were like do you fuck with him do you say something
0: did anyone fuck with him
1: i said something like because i was going around asking people if they're in relationships and he was like nah and i was like big surprise dude or some some shit like that like i made a comment on it but i didn't like directly say like what is going on here Mm mm-hmm but everybody was like too afraid, but every but behind but backstage everyone was like, Did you see that guy? Did you say anything? I don't know. No, he looked scary. Like, I don't know.
0: Shit. Do you think he was just like But he it was so weird. Do you think it he was... was out of jail or was he home on like a Willie Horton pass? <laughs> <laughs> I had Maybe to get Willie one Hor- HW looked- joke in looked- before <laughs> the day <laughs> was over.
1: I don't know. He looked pretty pretty angry. Probably uh, the pass.
0: Yeah. Uh. He was going back. This yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that, that kind of anger.
1: That kind of anger. Yeah. Th- yeah. He was like, he needed laughter.
0: Instead, he's just getting mocked for having a face tat. Yeah. It wasn't up to Lena's standards.
1: Yeah. No, definitely not. Not for me. But anyway.
0: That's fucking wild. Well, hey, man. I mean, the crazier things have happened. I remember Conroy telling me there was one time where a guy who was on parole or probation and wasn't supposed to be there like it was a house arrest or a violation of curfew or he was drinking and that was a viola- yeah it's a mm-hmm. violation and walked up and said I want to go back to jail take my name and my number can I have your autograph take a picture and like what? you can call my PO and this and that and then he put it on face not Conrad didn't put his number on facebook but he put like a description of the incident and what should I do, or whatever? He would never, but he was like, you know, that it started this whole huge thread, as expected. Like, what yeah. should you do? Yeah. And he's like, I'm not gonna ruin his life, even though he sounded sincere about wanting right. to go back. And that's a reality for some.
1: Yeah, that's that what are they out. say. Like people like get stuck in the system, right? Where they just want to institutionalized. Keep going back. Right, right. It makes
0: more sense to do that than try to make it in the world
1: totally totally
0: but that's such an i mean i guess any place is as good as the next but a comedy club wow
1: some people need to laugh you know
0: yeah laugh at themselves not everybody not everybody
1: views comedy clubs the way comics do i feel like we have a very skewed view
0: yeah no i think that's right
1: yeah because like we forget we forget that like because it's it, it means so many other things to us than it does to like the average audience member. Like to us, there's all kinds, it's like clicky and there's all kinds of weird energy in the back. And it's like a lot of narcissists just expressing their shit. Yeah. But most people just go because they want to laugh and it brings them joy.
0: It's been Which so much better since I got off Facebook comedy. I gotta tell really? you, really? Oh yeah, I mean, really? In terms that's
1: of what's just, made the difference for me. Just like keeping keep the online, yeah, just off? not
0: caring about what's happening. If I, if there's something that's worth hearing about, I'm gonna hear it in the streets anyway. About in the like streets. you know, yeah. some stupid comic that fucked up or something yeah, like yeah. that. But you know, to see it and then all their dumb opinions about everything, and their pictures about oh well, I like, killed it last night, it like. You know, Moe's Tavern or some bullshit. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. I don't. It's, I don't always need that in my life. it's always a tavern. It's always a tavern. Yeah, you know, and I just go out, live my life, and try to make fans. That's the litmus test. You know, you do your networking on stage.
1: Right, totally.
0: Totally. Because if you're not ready when you get that opportunity or whatever from not doing your reps and getting up on stage, well, then, hey, that's your problem. And frankly it can be avoided
1: that's the beautiful thing about comedy though at the same time it's like different than acting which i did my whole like acting is so like networking is so important like it's so who are you talking to because like a lot of people can play a certain part right right but if you're making a whole room of people die laughing that have never met you before like who can fuck with that
0: nobody a genius you know thing.
1: so if you're do if you're killing it all the time like shit's gonna happen for you you know if you're doing a great shakespearean monologue every day right that doesn't mean shit really
0: no no this i mean is it may touch
1: some people but
0: this is the tradesman it's true of the trade
1: it's true but what do we have at the draft house
0: oh shit we got some this stuff. the draft houses up. This will be airing on Monday, the eleventh. Mm-hmm. So this week in Draft House comedy, we have. Okay, so the fourteenth. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's the fifth, maybe. Hold up. Hold up.
1: I think I know who's here, but I don't. Liza Traeger. Up. Yeah, I love seven her. Seven
0: and nine. Oh, she's fantastic. She's so
1: funny. You guys should really go see that show. She's so funny.
0: And then her on the 15th as well. Seven and nine. Also, the magic of DC at four o'clock if you're into mag- magicians. I might been saying they're at right, magicians. Tommy Holiday, Braden Carlisle, and Christoph Jelinski. I hope I pronounced all that. And that'll be great. So if you want to get some, you know, free tickets to Liza Traeger, just came off a great Netflix special on the Degenerates and these other magicians, you know, hit us up.
1: Yeah, she's super, super funny. You guys really don't want to miss that. Um, And then... Yeah, come see us. What do we got at Arlington on the fourteenth and fifteenth?
0: I don't know. Let's see. Well,
1: oh, I have terrible signal in, hi- in here.
0: Uh oh. Uh oh. So then I gotta do oh this wait. shit. Oh wait. Dead with air me, time. Audience.
1: Dead air
0: time. Do 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 do. Okay, so on the 14th, we have Azif Mandvi from The Daily Show. Um, that's 7.30 on the 14th, 10 o'clock, 14th, and 7 and 9.30 on the 15th. Come through. Yeah, that that'll
1: be, be a lot of fun. Show. Uh We'll probably be talking to some of those people the weekend after, so you guys should listen up for that, and it's been a great show, Petey. It's been fucking I'm so great. glad we brought it back to Basics, so Indeed. you guys get to know us again.
0: Indeed. Don't Indeed. get it twisted. Don't get it twisted.
1: Who's out here hosting, and uh, we hope you guys have a great Monday.
0: Yeah. Peace.
1: Peace.